When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network, coming to you from American Airlines Arena after the Miami Heat route the Philadelphia 76ers to take a 3-1 season series against the Sixers. Still only lost three games at home the entire year. Before we get to our sponsor, I want to read you something. It's one of my favorite tweets of the year. This is by someone called at Krell TPL. You can follow him at K-R-E-L-L-T-P-L. When Jimmy Butler was, I guess, traded, but after wanting to go to the Miami Heat from the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Mr. Krell TPL tweeted this on July 9th, 2019. Jimmy Butler chose being the guy on an eight seed in Miami over being one of the two main options on the East best team and forming a big two in LA with the guy who just carried the Raptors to a title. Butler is a losing player. That's a fact. Not taking questions at this time. Today's episode is brought to you by Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. How frustrating is it to shop for dress clothes? You can never seem to find the right fit, color, or style. Or maybe you feel like you never know what to wear or how to wear it. Maybe you've got a wedding or special event coming up. Or maybe you want to go to the 76ers funeral. That's why you've got to go see Blanca over at Cervani Men's Custom Clothier in South Miami. Her private showroom located right across from Sunset Place on Red Road. Cervani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in South Miami for over 30 years. Your custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit you just the way you like. Schedule a private consultation with Blanca to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion. Give her a call. I keep giving out the number. Make sure you call 305-310-2085. That's 305-310-2085. I can tell you because I got a jacket sitting right next to me as we do this podcast. Nothing fits like custom tailored clothes. Stop buying off the rack. And now the rest of today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here with Alex Toledo, the man who told you that this was a horrible matchup for the Miami Heat. The Heat are now 3-1 and one against the Sixers this year. I just came out of the Sixers locker room. You came out of the Heat locker room. Let me start with the Sixers locker room, then we'll get to the Heat. Speaking of funerals. Speaking of funerals. Um, I have been in some bad locker rooms. Uh, I've covered some bad teams. I covered the Dolphins for years. So, obviously, that was part of it. That's a bad locker room. I mean, you can just tell. And the way I put it on Twitter is the 76ers always look so depressed. It's the weight of unearned expectations. That team 
doesn't seem to like each other very much. And they even they do this media thing, which I, I don't. A lot of teams do this. Uh, the, the Thunder do it. The Knicks do it. The Heat have never done this. Okay, they, they used to have podium for the big three guys, or at least. Well, first it was three of them, then it was two of them, then it was one of them at a time. Uh, but they do this thing where they bring one player out at a time. You know, they have the the local TV person, the you know the team TV person, ask the questions first, and then everybody else jumps in. But it's just morbid. It's like there's no there's no back and forth, there's no nothing. And so let me give you some snippets, Alex, before we get to them. And then this is going to be a Jimmy Butler episode after that. Uh, ben Simmons said we were soft tonight. Joel Embiid complained about his touches. <laughs> while saying he wasn't complaining about his touches. Mike Scott said we got smacked. Uh, Al Horford didn't have much to say, except he said he had no answers. And Tobias Harris praised Jimmy Butler a little bit, but talked about how the defense wasn't good, and Brett Brown said the defense was poor. Um, you and I both said, and we did a matchup episode, which people should listen to, and we both said that the biggest enemy of the 76ers, the biggest matchup problem for the 76ers, is the 76ers. This is why I like this matchup for the Heat in the playoffs. I don't trust this team. And we saw it tonight. They don't defend. And when and when the Heat were physical with them and the Heat moved the ball, they didn't want to move their feet. They didn't want to go anywhere. This is one of the worst performances I've seen by a team against the Heat this season. Your perspective and then the Heat perspective from their locker room. So it was very positive. It was uh, pretty much the opposite of what you're describing uh, in the Heat locker room. It was, you know, Bam and DJJ were out there joking with Jimmy uh, it was very much exactly how it's been all season at home for the most part, except I think it was even better. I think they felt even more of a relief just beating this team in the fashion that they did. And, yeah, this is honestly uh, one of the most positive games all season. The fact that they beat Philly and were kind of in control of the game the whole time, I think uh, I'm definitely you know, giving second thoughts to what I was saying on the last part about the Sixers being maybe the toughest matchup outside of Milwaukee. I do think they're still set up to be a team that's better in the playoffs and in the regular season. And again, piggybacking off of what you said with their unearned expectations, that's something that I was speaking about tonight when I was watching the game. I was saying that this looks like a team, like a, one of those flip-the-switch teams for contenders, except they've never won anything. <laughs> right. And it's exactly. a completely new team. And everything that you described about the locker room, I would almost describe it exactly the same way for the way that they play on the floor. Like, there's morbid. The game is dragging. They look like they don't like playing with each other. Just everything about it. Like, they're so... They may be one of the least fun teams to watch in the league. And that's saying something because they're really talented. But I'm not going to go ahead and say that they can't defend. I think the last time I checked, uh, when, when, we, when we did the last pod, they were still third in the league in defensive rating. And the other three teams that were in that top four were the other East teams that we were talking about. So I do think Philly is a much better defensive team than they showed tonight. And I think they will be better in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. But yeah, because of the Heat's shooting, putting them over the top as a team, you know, let's, let's not even count Jimmy and DJJ tonight because that's that was anomalous. We're not going to see that again. Jimmy and DJJ hit like six or seven combined jumpers between the mid-range and the three. Besides that, the shooting that they have all around has really put this team over the top when it comes to the Sixers. They're already performing as a better team. They execute much better. But the shooting gives them that cushion where you can guard them well, and they, and they do. The Heat really do guard the Sixers well. But because of the shooting, they have, a, they have enough of a cushion to be able to make some of those mistakes. They made no mistakes tonight. Whereas with Boston, there is no cushion, right? right. They cannot help off of any of their wing guys because they're going to beat you either on the perimeter by driving to the paint, getting free throw attempts. There's too many weapons for the subpar perimeter defenders to, to really try to contain. And also, one thing that we saw tonight was Jimmy is excellent when he's helping off of other guys. Mm -hmm. 
He is so good. And the Sixers have just so many guys that you can help off of. <laughs> I think the Celtics don't have that. So I might be flip-flopping. I think the Sixers are not as hard as a matchup as Milwaukee or Boston. Well, you hit on a bunch of things there. And we're, we're going to make this a Jimmy episode after this. But no, but you hit on a bunch of things that I want to touch on. Because one of them is, you know, the conversation that I had with DJJ uh, a few weeks ago in New York about Jimmy, about how they want to make Jimmy a guy who can help off of people. Because defensively, he's so dynamic when he does that. They don't want to make Jimmy have to, especially with the Justice out, defender. the primary defender. And against Philly, you don't have to be. And, and, and the thing is, this to me, all comes back to Ben Simmons. I just don't think you can win anything significant with Ben Simmons playing that position because if, if he can't shoot, if he's not a threat in any way, you know, people talked about Justice. But, I mean, damn it, Justice made 38% of his threes, you know, averaging almost four threes a game last year. Like, at least there was some threat. Like, with Ben, there's no threat. And so you can scheme this team. And I think what we've seen... Look at it tonight. They played a lot of man tonight, okay? And and so I think look at what's happened here from game one to game four against the Sixers. You get blown out up there. The shooters look terrible, right? Now, I know it's at home, and they're different at home. But And I said on the when I did a 305 Live before the game, I said the key to this game, Alejandro asked me, I said it's, it's the way that Robinson, you know, Hero and Nunn shoot. Now, Hero didn't play very well. He was the one of the three that didn't play very well. But you said they got shooting from other people. But – if you look from game one to game four, the Heat looked totally different in this matchup. Eric has made adjustments, and it wasn't just the zone. It's other adjustments that they've made. The helping off of Ben, uh, and I thought offensively, look, Bam at least tried to make them pay a little bit for that strategy that started at the beginning of the season. Bam Adebayo tonight, 11 assists. Hassan Whiteside last season, 54 assists. <laughs> in, one, in one game, Bam got 20% of the way to Hassan's assist total. I don't want to hear that comparison anymore from anybody, okay? You're blocked. Um, but I, I just think when you look at this matchup right now, can Philly get it together? Yes. But things may break first. Like, I, like Brett Brown took about 20 minutes to come talk to the media today. I said on a podcast you and I did here, I think the last time Philly was here, I said, I don't know if Brett Brown survives the season. And tonight, I was, look, I was covering a heat game where Rick Pitino, okay, you know, uh, Tim Duncan, you know, uh, whatever, Larry Bird's not walking through that door, right? Like, I, I covered, covered that game? I, I, not that one, but, oh, I, but I, I covered the one that Pitino was fired. Oh. It was here. I covered the one that Pitino was fired, and you just knew he was getting fired. I've covered so many games with coaches where you knew they were getting fired. Brett Brown is not going to make it past this season. He might make it to the playoffs, but he's not making it past that. That, that team looks like they've, to a certain degree, quit on them, him. And I thought the same thing in the Boston game the other night for Philadelphia. So I think it's funny that you say that because I was talking with uh, David Ramil of Lockdown Sports, and uh, he kind of you know was talking to some of the Philly media guys that were here, and they seem to think that uh, pretty much the same thing as you, that he, he's going to make it through the season because there's not really any options for them to just dump him in the middle of the year and find somebody else. Like I think they, they were looking at Monty Williams last year. Mm-hmm. He got uh, caught up with another team. So yeah, I do think like Again, once again, with the Sixers, it's going to come down to how they produce in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with what you're talking about with Simmons, I think the biggest thing there is the fact that he is their only playmaker. Yes. That's a huge problem. And, and the other problem with that is, like, even if you do get another playmaker, it has to be a certain type of player, one who can shoot off the dribble and create for other players, maybe somebody like a Chris Paul, right? Because I think, like, how do you use Simmons off ball? That's the, that's the conundrum with him, right? Is that you want another ball handler next to him so that you, they, you can kind of take advantage of his athleticism. He doesn't, and so that it's not, they're not always so easy to defend. But because of the Embiid and Simmons fit, and because they don't have any other, they don't have real shooting on, this, on the team, and they don't have another ball handler, there's so many problems compounding each other. Their whole formula is just go big, 
go defense, right? And with obviously some talent in the top of the roster, but there's so many holes there that they're gonna have to plug now with the trade deadline. <laughs> Honestly, it was great to see this win though. Like the fact that we saw another level yeah. to this team with Jimmy Butler scoring the way that he did. We need to do more of that. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about Jimmy now. Uh, but uh, Tobias Harris also tonight, awful. And it, it just – you come back to it. I mean, maxing Tobias Harris. Like, I mean, you can frame this any way you want to frame it. But they decided on Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. If they, if they wanted to max Jimmy for the five years, Jimmy would have taken it. You talk to people up there. You talk to other people around Jimmy. They will tell you the five-year max was never really totally offered – at the time of the signing. It was talked about during the season, but it was never actually offered at that point. And by then, Jimmy had kind of made his decision he wanted to leave. So you max out Tobias. You trade for Josh Richards. He didn't play tonight. we got to account for that. He didn't play tonight. It did make a difference. These shooters got open because of him not being out there. Him not being out there. And also, obviously, it's not a very deep Philadelphia team. And the other thing with Philadelphia is they may be looking at some buyout guys. Um, I I think that they can shake things up that way a little bit. But I had some conversations with some NBA writers tonight, some national guys. Don't think there's going to be that many buyout guys. They just don't. They don't think there's so many teams in contention right now that there aren't teams that are going to be willing to part with a piece that can help them win them a playoff series. So I think that's going to change a little bit. But again, when you choose Tobias Harris over Jim. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Jimmy Butler, you've made a fatal mistake. I, I like Tobias Harris as a scorer. He's not Jimmy Butler as a player. And the so, problem with him is that he can't do anything by himself. He can't dribble no. into a shot. He has to be set up. He's got to be set up by somebody else. Well, and also, like I said, he's got to be set up by Ben Simmons. And when Ben Simmons has the ball, you know Ben Simmons isn't shooting. So I I, I think... Embiid is always in the paint. There's so many conundrums. It's a mess. It's a mess. And and they've tied themselves to these two players. And they've tied themselves to Embiid and Simmons, not because they thought they fit, but because they missed on so many other top five picks that these are the two that worked out. Like, okay, you didn't have faults, right? You didn't... I mean, you made the move to get faults instead of just taking Tatum, right? Or you, you know, Norah, Nerlens Noel, okay, or Okafor, all these busted out picks for you, okay, maybe they're functional players somewhere else, but for you, they were busted out picks, and so you end up building around Embiid and Simmons, again, not because you would put these two guys together, but because they're the two guys who came back from their injuries and became all-stars, that's why, it's not It's not like, you know, again, Shaq and Kobe, okay, or, uh, you know, Dwayne and, Co- and LeBron is not something you would have put together, but Dwayne and Shaq might be, like, there, there were players that were put together for a reason, 
they were not put together for a reason. They were put together because they're the two guys who worked out. That, that, that's why they were put together. It doesn't work. All right, we'll get to more here in a second. I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Dutch Valley Farms. What's Dutch Valley Farms? For starters, they're not your average cannabis grow farm. They've got deep roots in the 305, and this hometown group of doctors, CPAs, and Silicon Valley professionals have taken their talents from the 305 to the 503 to make you the finest flower out there. How does Miami find its way all the way out in Oregon? Simple, a team with a shared belief in cannabis research and erasing the stigma behind the bud. Today, the Dutch Valley Farms crew is bringing together old-school growing practices with new-school tech to deliver a consistently clean, high-quality experience you can feel good about. The proof is in the plan. If you want more information, visit DutchVF.com. That's DutchVF.com. Or follow them on Instagram at Dutch Valley Farms. All right, let's get to Jimmy Butler. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on this podcast, but I did on Twitter. The three teams that Jimmy Butler has left have all played short of expectations this year. Uh, Philly by a considerable amount. Uh, Minnesota uh, has been a mess. Okay. I mean, well, that's part, part of that tweet they sent out, right? They, they lose like a million games in a row uh, recently. Right. I mean, they got the one win against the Heat, right? Wiggins went off in the fourth quarter. Uh, and Chicago, I mean, we can say there are other factors at play there, but the fact is Jimmy saw what was happening there, and Chicago has been a mess since, right? They, they, I mean, I mean, I, look at how many high picks they've had, and look what the Heat are doing with the Duncan Robinsons and Kendrick Nunns of the world, okay, who, who were out there for anybody, okay? And they're better players. I would take Duncan Robinson right now over Lauren marketing all right and maybe not in the future but for the way he's playing right now so i think he saw something and christian hernandez tweeted this tonight based on my tweet he said maybe jimmy wasn't the problem okay and i've I've said that in various articles maybe he recognized organizations that can't win but the other thing that was put out there tonight that i put out there tonight was jimmy butler was having a ridiculous game tonight without making any jumpers Imagine if he starts making jumpers, and then he started making jumpers. And I've talked to people over the past couple of days around Jimmy to try to get a sense of, and I've talked to people around the Heat, okay, who who would monitor his shooting stroke to see is there something physical here, okay? Is maybe it's the wrist? Philadelphia, apparently, we we know about some medical issues they've had up there. Look at faults. Uh, Philadelphia, apparently, uh, you know, it didn't. I had heard it wasn't the best in the terms of the way it was treated uh the wrist the wrist maybe that maybe that was an issue i was told today it's just confidence i was told today it's just confidence now you think it's something else and and i well you mentioned it about the way jimmy's playing and i sort of agree with you i think it's the rest the last two games i think it's the rest we've talked about rest all the time he looked like a different player in orlando and then he had his legs tonight again from the very beginning and then the attacking set it up where as somebody close to him said tonight when i texted someone and said he's making his jumper tonight and they said don't effing jinx it okay and i i asked about it. he said he just needed to see the ball go in what do you think it is it, because if you if they get this jimmy butler like one out of every three nights <laughs> they're a completely different team I mean, you're 100% right. We saw what it was like tonight to have basically, you know, an all-NBA type of scorer. Um, Jimmy hasn't really been that all year. Something we talked about over and over again about his shooting splits. They've been subpar, and there's no way to hide it, right? Like, at this point, uh, the fact that Jimmy has come back in these past couple games, ever ever since the Orlando game, and just looked like 25, 26-year-old Jimmy, I think it's very reassuring because I wasn't sure for a little while there if it was gone. I think it's a thing that starts to happen once you get past 30 with NBA players is that it's hard to keep that up game after game. 
And I think Jimmy knows that because he does, he he hasn't wanted to be that guy the whole season. I don't think he ever wanted to be the guy who was putting up 20, 25 shots a game. And if you can get that every once in a while, like this team is completely different. They become way harder to guard because the, the, the threats of Jimmy, Bam, and the shooting become way – it becomes a bigger problem when Jimmy becomes that type of scorer. And, like, so I think we would have to rank one through three – what the biggest factors are for why he wasn't like that before. And, and, and if it's number one, I would definitely say the rest days. I feel like the Heat have had so many of these uh, sequences throughout the season where they're playing three games in five nights, four games in six, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's the first thing. After that, you can quibble between the legs. and But I think the legs are actually a byproduct of the, of the rest days as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Philly just – screwed everything with the wrist just like they do with all their players injuries <laughs> yeah i mean and again i don't know how much the wrist is affected he won't say right so that, that that's the thing i mean if there's a real problem he's not going to say he, we've been through this before with him with injuries in other places but it does lend to that debate that you and i talked about in the last pod that we're going to get to so what do you do at the end of this season like uh, we've talked about the importance of home court that's why this game mattered so much you have secured a tiebreaker against philadelphia mm-hmm. And by winning three, three out of four, you've pushed them further back in the standings. And I think this very likely could be a 4-5 matchup, okay, unless the bottom falls out from Philly and Oladipo, you know, can get his game together. So this could be a 4-5. It could be a 3-6, okay. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a 2-7. We'll see how things <laughs> – we'll see how bad things get in that Philadelphia. Awesome. We'll see how bad things get. And you know what? The national media would still favor the Sixers. They would still – right? They would still favor the Sixers. By the way, we have a couple new T-shirts on our site. Um, we had a contest tonight about, uh, you know, you get your slander out on the Sixers in case they drop out of the playoffs. Uh, I, I The best slander that we heard today was calling it the process of elimination, which I, I liked. That's it. That game was, over. The That's game the best o- one. The game over. We got that one. That was over with. Also, we got a T-shirt because we haven't mentioned this yet on the pod. Uh, Duncan Robinson made a three-point shootout. I told you he would. Okay. So no more slander against me on that. And uh, so the Heat have six. So we've got a T-shirt on our site now. Go to fivereasonsports.com uh, of the six names of the guys, Jimmy Bam, DJJ, uh, Tyler, Kendrick, and Duncan, and Five Reasons Sports will be in Chicago. Both you and I are going to be in Chicago with Nikias Duncan. But getting back to this uh, with Jimmy. So the debate becomes, you know, how important is home court? This is a dynamic team at home. They're a really, really good team at home. Philadelphia is a really good team at home, too. They've only lost two games at home. The Heat are mediocre on the road. The Sixers are god-awful on the road. So if you're late in this season and we're talking about seeding and we're talking about getting a three, or more so we're talking about getting a four instead of five, because to me five is the worst place to be of all of it. It's even worse than six because you're going to be in Milwaukee's bracket. So what do you do? What do, you, what, do you say to Jimmy, take two days off to rest and make sure you're right for the playoffs, or do you push – for seed, because I think this is a really tough call. Because this is not like the big three years where they had a comfortable, they were comfortably first, or in some years when Indiana was really good, they were comfortably second. This year, they're they're going to be probably somewhere between two and six all year. So what do you do? I think there's no easy answer. I think if I had to predict it, I would end up uh, thinking that they're going to go with kind of a little bit of a balance, right? where instead of having to hold him out for the last few games of the season, you try to very much lessen his load on the floor, lessen his responsibility. Now, that would be awesome if they had Justice Winslow, and hopefully he'll be back by the end of the season. You know, that would be really cool. But if they don't, like, they're going to need to do some of what they've been doing all season here at home where Jimmy's taking less than 10 shots a game, and you got the rest of the guys trying to put him over the top because 
you want Jimmy as rested up as possible for the playoffs after seeing what he can do when he's rested up? They're not going to rest him. That's my that's my guess. We can talk about what they should do or what they shouldn't do. This has not traditionally been a load management team unless it's Dwayne. They, they load managed Dwayne for a couple of years because they felt they had to with and the they Bombers. Had LeBron James and Chris Bosh. Correct, to carry the load. But I think it, we get back to Justice. No, no update on Justice today. We're past the two weeks. I told you when that happened. Our friend Riz says I should have a segment on the show. Says as I told you, uh, that's good. <laughs> that as I told you, that you weren't going to find out in two weeks. All right, the, the two weeks was just to put everybody off, so nobody would ask. <laughs> okay, that's what that's what the two weeks was for. I thought their move when they do that type of trick is to say indefinitely. Indefinitely, so but it, it, don't ever ask. It, right, don't ever ask. Right, like with Dion, I thought it was just going to be indefinitely for the next two years. <laughs> they are, they, you're you're at a stage right now though with Justice that I just don't think you can anticipate a return. Um, you know, maybe after the All Star break, maybe, but I don't think it's going to happen on this trip. Eric was asked if he was going to travel, he wouldn't commit to it. I don't think he's going to join them midway. I don't think this is the kind of trip where you do that. So you have a situation with Jimmy where he's going to need to play, and I think this team is going to feel he needs to play and going to say, well, he can get his rest between games in the playoffs. And and you do know a first-round series, typically you play six or seven games over two weeks. So you're going you're gonna to get a couple of two-day breaks. You get one-day breaks. You will get no back-to-backs. So it's different, and, and, and they, can ma- they feel they can manage that situation. We're gonna ha- we're gonna do a couple trade deadline episodes this week. We're gonna do one tomorrow. We're gonna do one on the day of the deadline on Thursday. We might do a little bit Wednesday night after I think they got Utah, right? But we're gonna we're gonna get into that on, on Wednesday night. But I think one of the things we're gonna talk about is do you need to get Jimmy some help, just as a ball handler? Um, the one other trend I wanted to mention tonight with Jimmy though, I've noticed this, and I'm gonna look at the numbers later. Jimmy and Goron seem to play well on the same night. Yeah. This is developing, um, and that's really helpful to Jimmy. Because it means when Jimmy goes to the bench, Goran can handle it, and it's okay, and you don't need justice just as much. But anyway, huge win for the Miami Heat tonight. Um, check out the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com. Someone there 24 hours a day. Spell it out, O-N-E. They'll handle your case just about anything, personal injury, slip and fall, traffic tickets. They're in sports law now, based right there in North Miami. Go say hello uh, to David, to Mendy, to Eric, to Joe, to everybody over at the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. Say hello to us, because sometimes we're over there as well. And check out our website, fivereasonsports.com. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.